Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Taking the Fields, a 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, John Fields, and joining me today is Matthew Bruni. Bruni, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. North Texas won a game, man. I, I can't be upset. It's impossible <laughs> to be upset. We have to be happy on this podcast, John. There's, there's no negativity allowed. That's, that's the rule. I mean... I don't know about all that, man. I've definitely got some negative stuff to talk about here at some point, but I agree. I think the baseline we have to start from is North Texas found a way to get it done. For those of you who don't know, they ended up knocking off Rice 30 to 24 in an overtime game uh, night. I was there in Houston, and I'm still in Houston, actually, at my family's house here, uh, recording this podcast on a countertop with a wobbly chair and everything, just making it work. It's the 24-7 sports way, but... It was a crazy game to watch and uh, one that really shouldn't have gotten all the way to overtime, if I'm being completely honest, but we can get into that a little bit later. At the end of the day, I agree. Let's start with some positivity. North Texas got it done and broke their six-game losing streak, so yay, good for them. Yeah, I um, I was skeptical going into the game. I picked Rice to win. Um, Rice, obviously, coming off of that win against UAB, I didn't think they were going to play as well as they did against UAB, but I didn't think they needed to play that well. And instead, they I just played awful. Like I, and to be fair, Wiley Green, their starting quarterback, gets hurt. But I don't think he was, even if he was healthy, I don't know how different the offense looks for Rice um, by the end of the game. So um, I, I don't look at that and be like, oh, that's the reason why North Texas won. It definitely helped to a degree because they looked kind of, they looked like they didn't trust Jake Constantine to the full degree that maybe they trusted Wiley Green, but still this is a run first team. This is a team that takes the air out the ball. And I, I think, you know, in the spirit of positivity, uh, I think the reason North Texas won this game was because of their run defense. I think they stopped the run. They held Rice 2.1 yards per carry. Um, nobody averaged over 3.4 yards per carry for Rice. I mean, it was a great run defense game. Uh, great game from the run defense, the front four, the linebackers. Um, and yeah, I, I have, I mean, Rice didn't break a run longer than 12 yards. How many times can we say that in a North Texas game ever? Like there's, you go do any game of the last five years and I guarantee you there's been a run longer than 12 yards in every single game. So, Hey, that's, that's the, the positive. I, I think that's what won them the game and they turned Rice into a kind of one-dimensional offense in a sense because they couldn't run the ball and their starting quarterback was hurt. No, I agree. I think that run defense was very promising. Uh, one stat on that side that I thought was crazy, though, was so UNT outrushes Rice 193 to 97, right? And yet Rice still dominates the time of possession, 38 minutes to 21 minutes, basically. 21 and some change, 38 and some change. And a big part of that was one of the drives that I actually highlighted in my recap, which was, if I can get it pulled up here, it was a 19-play, a 68-yard drive, but it took 12 minutes and seven seconds of game time. And it, I mean, it had pretty much everything you can ask for in a drive, basically. Rice ends up getting into the UNT red zone because of a – just bad pass interference penalty, I believe. I don't remember. It was on Ridge Tejada, I think. Um, I believe so. And then once they're in the red zone, I mean, as you tweeted out, it didn't look like Rice actually wanted to score. They had one chance, almost a touchdown, but it was called back for a penalty. 
And then outside of that, UNT gets a third down stop. Then there's an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that negates that. And Rice gets another crack at it. UNT gets another third down stop. And yet again, commits an unsportsmanlike penalty on third down. And sure enough, Rice gets more chances, but they still can end up punching it into the end zone. And they end up settling for a field goal, which, I mean, if you look at the final score of the game, that drive ends up being sort of a key part of this game in a way, because if Rice gets the touchdown there, they're up 7-3. They've got some big momentum going, I think, more so than having to settle for that field goal. So at the end of the day, the defense came through and made a stop. But, man, was it an ugly drive to watch all 12 minutes of its gloriousness. Yeah, you know, if I was being negative today, I would say that was one of the worst drives I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, they they li- I tweeted that out because Rice had – just multiple times inside the 15, just running it up the middle when, like I said, they were having no success running the ball and not spreading it out. There's running straight up the middle. There was like a second and goal from like the 10 and they ran a fullback dive. And I was just like, these guys don't want to score. They don't want to score the ball. They, they have no intentions. And it was honestly disgusting. It was disrespectful to the game of football um i never want to see that again and if you were a rice fan i don't know how you watch that so um that's me being negative for rice you know um it was awful and the fact that north texas gave them multiple multiple chances at it was also very very disappointing um i don't uh i don't know how to spin this positively but you know uh they 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 held the rope they held the rope they didn't allow a touchdown. I think that was the big thing. But I will say, in all seriousness, how Phil Bennett's defense continues to just look so undisciplined is very disappointing. And I think while there's a lot of people who can – you can compliment some things Phil Bennett has done, instilling discipline in this defense does not appear to be one of them. No, I agree. And that is a nice segue into my next point, which was, I mean, on the final drive, right? North Texas is up 24 to 17 and Rice gets a chance to drive it down the field. The UNT defense, once again, on third down, gets a key stop. And then you get a stupid, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Ridge Tejada after, you know, the pass sails way over the Rice wide receiver's head. Ridge decides he wants to go and talk some mess to the Rice receiver while he's on the ground, gets all in his face, and the refs call him for unsportsmanlike conduct and Rice to their credit, takes advantage at that point and ends up punching it in with 30 seconds to go and tying the ball game up. And that's the only reason it ends up going to overtime, as I hinted at earlier. So really, I mean, I know we're trying to be positive, but like that was just ridiculous. This game should never have been an overtime in the first place because North Texas should have been able to get off the field on fourth and 15 or whatever it was instead of a dumb penalty like that, giving Rice another chance in this game. If this was against a better team than Rice, I don't think North Texas wins this game, to be quite Mm -hmm. honest. No, no, no shot. No shot. I mean, this this was this was a game that North Texas was fumbling away with at every opportunity they had. Um, just the, the taunting penalty at the end was ridiculous. And then I kept saying I didn't understand why Rice kept banging their head against the wall at the run game when their pass game, albeit wasn't, you know, wasn't great. It was far more potent. They ended the game 18 of 34 oh, passing. Yeah. 18 of 34 passing and those went for 271 yards. I mean, that's three times the efficiency, basically, of your rushing attack. Like, they were just spreading out North Texas, finding the holes in the zone, making some great plays on the outside. If I don't know why they didn't go to the pass earlier, because obviously North Texas is secondary. If we know that they're depleted, Rice knows they're depleted. 
I mean, this isn't a secondary that's comfortable, that's experienced, that's healthy. And Rice continued to run the ball at the healthy defensive line, the healthy linebackers. So I, 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 it made no sense to me. And Rice, I think they had like 1.9 yards per play in the first half. Um, they end the game with 114 yards of penalties on 15 penalties. And yeah. those weren't even taunting. Those weren't unsportsmanlike. They were literally just holds, all false starts. Like those are plays where you're just not good, right? So the North Texas penalties were penalties were like, you're just being an idiot. The Rice penalties were like, this team is bad. They can't not hold. They can't get a false start. They can't not jump off sides. They can't not get a DPI. So um, I thought that was the difference. I thought North Texas was by far the better team here. If we want to look at the positives, North Texas, um, I thought was at least in a little bit of a rhythm offensively. They were able to run the ball, you know, decently well. Austin Ani ran the ball for 65 yards on six carries. Um, and I thought the defense, like I said, the run defense was great. So I thought North Texas should have won this game by probably two scores in regulation. Instead, we look at this game now and they barely pulled it out in overtime because Rice kicks a couple field goals and they can't kick the ball. So that was another moment where it was like, all right, Rice sucks. Is they kicked a 53-yard field goal with a kicker who hadn't kicked over 41 yards his entire career. The snap yeah. was bad. The kick was bad. And doing that instead of punting, I don't even remember what happened on the following drive, but it was a uh, rice is just an awful, awful, awful team. And I never want to watch that again, ever. <laughs> never. Well, I a hundred percent agree with you. And I did want to touch again. You mentioned the banged up secondary. I wanted to give, give everybody just a good idea of what it was. So, Coming into this one, no John Davis Jr., no Quinn Whitlock, which are the two starting corners. You don't have Upton Stout, who was sort of the main backup kind of guy. So starting out, you actually had Deshaun Gaddy, who's played safety all year. He starts at one of the corner spots. Freshman Ridge Tejada is the starter starter at the other spot, which we've already touched on some of the mistakes he made. And then you get Mikhail Sanders, who's started every game at safety. And then you got Sean, Sean Thomas Faulkner making his first career start at safety. So a bunch of guys in the secondary that, you know, haven't seen a lot of time at those positions and, you know, credit to them at the end of the day, they did find a way to get it done, but man, Rice's pass game definitely showed a lot that a lot more than I really thought they would have, especially with a backup quarterback in there. So, I mean, if we're being positive, those guys somehow, some way found a way to get it done, but it still wasn't a very impressive showing. I mean, you look at it in the second half, Rice only punted once. Yeah. Literally, it was touch, It was punt on the first first drive, first possession they had. Then it was touchdown, touchdown, missed field goal, touchdown, missed field goal. Well, the last missed field goal was in overtime, but you get what I'm saying. Like, that's three of the last four drives were touchdowns, and the other one was a field goal that probably should have been a punt, so whatever, we're not going to take that away. Um, Like, that's – it's not going to win you any games. I mean – there's not much here that I'm like, I'm looking at this team differently moving forward. Like I'm trying to think what I took away from this game that could be applicable moving forward. Like the defense line still pretty good. Right. Um, yeah. So I think, I think Katie Davis had 18 tackles. I think he's still pretty good. I still don't think, you know, the other pieces around him are, are great. Um, they're still undisciplined. They can still kind of run the ball, even though Tory finished with 3.1 yards per carry. Uh, Ayo Adai finished with 3.9 yards per carry. Neither of those is, you know, great. Um, Austin Honey goes 11 of 22 for 121 yards. 
and uh, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, even though it felt like he had plenty of opportunities to throw a touchdown, to plenty of opportunities to throw interceptions. He ends up with zero in both of those. Um, one more positive, though, for me. Uh, you can go from here. I thought the receivers were, were actually pretty solid. I thought they were actually actually above solid. I thought they were good, actually. If Austin Ani could throw the ball, they would have really good games. Like, Rod Burns had steps multiple times on his guys, and the balls were either underthrown, completely missed, tipped. I don't know what they were. Um, Bryson Jackson made some athletic plays. Hatib Lyles made some athletic plays. Um, I believe one of those was on, like, a third or fourth down, too. So, Credit to those three. Those are the only three who caught more than one pass today. So I, I thought those guys were, were big because Austin Ani was not doing them any favors. No, I agree. I thought Bryson Jackson was very impressive in this one, mainly with the big catch he had right before halftime, which yep. gave North Texas a chance to get that touchdown and go up three, uh, 10 to three at the half, which was, I mean, really huge in this game, if you think about it, because Outside of that, the North Texas offense just wasn't getting a ton going. Like you said, they were having a little bit of success, but getting that touchdown obviously turned out to be pretty pivotal. And pivotal. And Bryson Jackson played a big role in that with his long catch. Um, and I agree. I mean, Ani just has to be able to hit on some of these deep balls, man, because either he would overthrow a guy one time, and then a lot of times it just seemed like he would underthrow some of these deep balls where – one or two of them looked like they almost could have been picked off. Guys would have even three or four steps on their man and the ball would just come out late or come out too soft and not get there. But I mean, yeah, on the positive side, I agree. I think the receivers were pretty solid all around on the night and their numbers would look even better if Ani wasn't missing on so many of those balls. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at some of these stats. I, I don't, I, I, I do think it's, it was a gutty win to a degree uh, to kind of be able to overcome those, those mistakes and not um, completely fold, completely melt down. Um, so that, that is, that is a positive as well. Um, they were able to hold rice to six to 17 on third downs. I thought, well, I thought rice's offense was looked like it was from like 2002. They still did a good job <laughs> stopping it. Um I, I don't see how Rice beat UAB. I watched the highlights of that game, and I just don't really see how it worked, but it did. They were able to run the ball well, and Wiley Green had a great game against UAB. So, again, maybe that impacted this game more than I think. But still, um, you know, the Murphy twins got after it. Uh, the, the defense ended up with three sacks. I thought they were moving uh, Constantine off the off his spot a lot, and I so I thought that was a big deal. Even though he did was able to make a couple of throws on the move, um, including that fourth down just toss up that um they ended up coming down with that was ended up scoring a touchdown. But yeah, I, I thought the defense line was once again probably the best unit on the team. You know, when even you, if you take away a couple of the penalties that they had, I believe it was Caleb Colvin who had a, a personal foul penalty with the unsportsmanlike conduct, and then. I think one of the Murphys had one penalty, but other than that, all in all, you know, clean game considering the Murphys only had one, one penalty. So you'll take that. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. And one guy I did want to highlight was Dion Nobile because we have talked previously about how he's a good player, but you don't necessarily see that translate into stats on the paper today. He has 10 tackles, which is the most that I've seen from him in a long, long time. Gets a half a sack as well even a pass breakup and a QB hurry. So he was over the, all over the field getting some stuff done. And I know all the tackle numbers are a bit inflated just because of how much Rice ran the ball. And, you know, right up the, the, middle. Solo, the solo tackles aren't 
all that amazing either because it was a bunch of gang tackles. So that's why everybody's numbers are so high. But still, I thought it was a solid game out of Deion Noville. Um, and a couple other guys who had 10 tackles on the night, Larry Nixon, Sean Thomas Faulkner. So shout out to those guys for playing well, especially Sean Thomas Faulkner. I didn't see him make too many bad mistakes. Well, he also had an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Yeah. Weren't that the unsportsmanlikes were Sean Thomas Faulkner, uh, Rich Tejada, Caleb Colvin. Those were the three, right? I think it was Rod Brown was the one, not Caleb Colvin. Rod Brown. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Rod Brown. Rod Brown. That's because I was a freshman too. Um, really unacceptable mistake. So sorry, Caleb, that was not you. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rod Brown, those are the three. So, um, and Sean Thomas Faulkner, you know, we didn't expect him to be out there a ton. It looks like he was playing a little more safety with, uh, Deshaun Gaddy, maybe playing a little bit more, uh, corner or maybe nickel or something like that. Um, I know, I yeah. think those two can kind of go back and forth between nickel and safety, but it looked like those two were out there a lot. Um, but you mentioned it <laughs> seen, you could tell that, Rice was really just kind of running the ball between the tackles for the most part. When you look at the stats and you look at Katie Davison's a game with 18 total tackles and only two solo tackles. That's absurd. Nobody on the team had more than three solo tackles. Like that's, that's insane for, for, for any defense that ends the game with like that many tackles to have like no defense uh, solo tackles. That just shows it was just like Rice was really just running into a wall and I don't understand what they were doing at all. I mean, you just go down the list of what their mistakes were, and I just – it was it was confounding to me to watch Rice try to play football today. So that was, uh, that's that's all I have, have on them. No, I agree. And one thing I did want to highlight on Katie Davis with the 18 tackles, uh, here in the game notes it says that's the most for a North Texas player since at least 2000. So, I mean, that's a pretty big achievement, honestly, uh, a lot more than I really thought it was. And I mean, like you said, the stats get padded with all the runs up the middle. But at the end of the day, KD still has to get there and, you know, be involved in the plays. So shout out to him for having one of the best tackle days in North Texas history. Yeah. Shout out to KD Davis. I said KD Davis is a good linebacker last last podcast, so I did give him credit. Um, What else? Anything else from, from this game before we kind of look more big picture for a second? Um, I wanted to highlight a little more, I guess, the pass rush because it didn't have necessarily the same stats as it did last week, but I thought those guys were still pretty solid. Grayson Murphy was good getting to the quarterback a bit once again uh, before he went out with an injury. Not sure the severity on that, but I thought Cameron Hill was also another guy who was really getting to the quarterback pretty well. He ends up with one sack. I think that was two half sacks, uh, if I remember correctly. He, he was getting to the quarterback a bunch is my mm-hmm. point, and like you said, this defensive line really is shaping up to be one of the stronger units on this defense. If they can just, you know, keep doing what they did tonight, which is not a ton of bad penalties aside from obviously the Rod Brown on sportsmanlike. And now the secondary just needs to step it up and not be stupid themselves. Yep. I don't have anything else on this game. Um, it was a not uh, aesthetically pleasing game, but North Texas gets done. You get it done how you got to get it done. So um, move to two and six on the year and move to one and three in conference play. And uh, John, are you ready for North Texas to be favored next week? I mean, it's, it's going to be a crazy line to see, but yeah, I don't see how they're not favored, especially after Southern Miss lost tonight and Southern Miss is now one and seven on the year. Oh, and four in conference play. Like, I didn't realize there was a team that could be worse than what we've seen from North Texas so far this year, but evidently there is, and there can be. So, Oh, oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. This is, that's the thing about playing some conference. You say you're going to get some just absolute awful teams like a rice Southern miss FIU. I don't think is as bad, but they are getting smoked right now by Marshall. So maybe they are that bad. And in between that is UTEP and obviously UTSA at the end. So, so the miss game is obviously a must win. Um, I expect North Texas to be favored by probably like five, five or six or so. I think they'd be pretty big favorites because I think Southern Miss is that bad. Um, but it is another road game. You know, you got to get yourself up for another road game. And I think that's going to be interesting as well. So I don't have a deep dive into Southern Miss here. I don't know much about Southern Miss, but it is a game North Texas has to win or else this Rice one is kind of just erased completely. No, 100%. I was going to say, do we want to dive in a little bit to the men's basketball game that happened today? Do we want to touch on that at all? Yeah, but, I mean, we can, we can touch on it real quick. I, I don't have a, a ton on it. I've only seen the box score, really, and kind of other stuff. But it was obviously um, a, a good result against an Arkansas team that went to the Elite Eight last year and a team that's going to be really good in the SEC again. So uh, the final score was, what was it, 60-60? Yeah, I've got the stats pulled up now, actually. So, yeah, it was 68-60, which was interesting because North Texas actually did win the second half. Arkansas was up 42-28 at halftime. UNT wins the second half, 32-26, rallies to make it, you know, an eight-point game, as you said, against a team that went to the Elite Eight last year. Like, this is a good team they were going up against. Just looking at the box score, like you said, I haven't seen anything. It wasn't televised or anything, just radio. So, all we've got is the stats. But, I mean, Mardrez McBride, 16 points. Tyler Perry, 15 points. That's great to see from a young guy, you know, getting acclimated on the team. 10 points from Ruben Jones, albeit on two of 13 shooting, which is definitely less than ideal. And four of 26 from three is a bit concerning. But I think overall, yeah, you got to be at least a bit happy only losing by eight to Arkansas. Yeah, definitely. Um, Drez leading the team um, with field goal attempts with Ruben is probably – what I would expect moving forward. Uh, Ruben only goes two at 13, but he gets a free throw line six times. Um, I'm a little surprised I'm, to only see five shots for Thomas Bell, six points on two of five. Yeah, I know he was in foul trouble. I know that. And he ends up fouling but, out. Yeah, he actually fouled out. Yeah. Yeah. So foul trouble only played 20 minutes. You know, Arkansas is a long and big team. I'm sure he was asked to do a lot. But um, yeah, that that is surprising. That's something that I'll, he'll obviously have to score more than six points. But there's one thing about and one reason why I kind of don't take a ton from this game is we've seen the last two, three years, um, North Texas start slow and just that we, we see that these games, like if you look at last year's Arkansas game, it just means it meant nothing by the time we even got to conference play. Like the games early in the season just kind of show us like, all right, what these players are, but then what this team is by the time it becomes January, February, it's just a different team, at least the last few years. And so I assume that's going to be the same thing this year, especially with so many different pieces. Um, but it is good to, you know, see some of the, some of these guys out here. Uh, Rashid Brown only played four minutes. Um, Maya only played three. Matt Stone only played three. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jerez played 34. Ruben played 34. So they were fine getting them out there. Tyler Perry put up 30, uh, had 31 minutes and 15 points. Um, so. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't a pretty showing. They shot thirty four percent from field, forty uh fifteen percent from three on four of twenty six. But you know, you, you're able to claw one out, and that's kind of what this team is going to have to do early in the season. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that'll pretty much finish us up for the night. Then, but uh, 
yeah, it's both both positive results to get to reflect on tonight. So that's always a nice thing after yes. some of the rough positive. games we've had to see. Yeah, we love we love positivity. Love it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I, I felt bad <laughs> because my whole my Twitter feed the whole day was just negative, and that's how I honestly really felt. So, um, if you had a problem with, I don't really care. But like when I tweeted, this game doesn't de- deserve to go to overtime. I really believe that. I didn't want to watch anymore. I literally had to take some Tylenol because my head was hurting watching this game. Like I was like, when Rice <laughs> spiked the ball, Rice spiked the ball on first and goal. So they get inside the 10. I don't remember how much time it was. It was like, what, 20 seconds? Something like that, 15 seconds? Something like that, yeah. And could have called timeout because you're going to be taking shots to the end zone mostly, and you have two, right? Or you just run a play and then call a timeout, but you don't just spike the ball to me. I think you call your timeout and then go from there because you're going to be throwing to the end zone anyway for three straight, four straight times. Um, but they spike it. And then to make it worse, they couldn't even execute the spike, but it might've saved them because they got a false start and the false start pushed them back. So it was first and goal from the 13, I believe. And yeah, which is, I could argue first and goal from the 13 is better than second and goal from the eight, just because you have an extra play in theory, but they, so they end up, I think they get in on third down or second down. I don't remember one of the downs. And I'm just thinking like the whole time, like it would be a play, you know, uh, they, they, if they would have killed the play, it would be a different situation right now. So I don't, I don't know what rice was doing, but yeah, I was just, I was very upset watching that game. It was a, not a, not a great game to watch. So, but, but that's why we come on this podcast and they get a win and we're, we can be positive now because they won. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Let's end it on that positivity. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, go ahead and Follow our podcast on SoundCloud. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at MeanGreen247. Follow Bruni at MatthewBruni underscore. Follow me at JohnFieldZero. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening, and have a good rest of your night.